Welcome back to Brain Ablaze, a weekly podcast about epilepsy, by people with epilepsy, for people with epilepsy, and our carers. I'm your host, David Clifford. In this episode, we talk about the mortality of epilepsy by providing the stories of three victims of SUDEP, a rare but fatal condition that can result during a convulsive seizure. SUDEP, or sudden death in epilepsy, is a monster that has loomed over the epilepsy community for decades. We stare it down to learn more about what we can do to prevent the chances of SUDEP happening to any of us. If you're new to Brainy Blaze, I just want to state that I'm not a medical expert. I'm just someone that has struggled with the ins and outs of epilepsy for almost three decades. In last week's episode, I described the time of my life in the early 1990s when my complications with 8 to 10 tonic-clonic seizures a day left me bed-stricken. What I didn't reveal was during the same time, my doctors gave me one year to live. The chances of having a fatal seizure were presented to my family several times during that decade. After living past the original one-year sentence, I was given an additional two years, then an additional five years. It became a running joke in my family that the tenacity to show my doctors wrong was the only thing that kept me alive. By July of 1998, I was still averaging two tonic-clonic seizures a week. I was so resolved to push my life forward in spite of my seizures that my longtime girlfriend and I married. A marriage, by the way, that's still going strong 22 years later. Things were finally looking up for both of us. Only a few months later, on September 21st, 1998, we heard the news of Florence Griffith Joyner's death from a suffocation during an epileptic seizure. As a child of the 80s, I cannot stress enough how big Florence Griffith Joyner was when she first caught national acclaim in 1988. Florence Flojo erupted into track and field superstardom when she earned world records in both the 100 meter and 200 meter. She was a medalist in 84 at 200 meters, but now she's moved down to 100 and she's one of the top contenders. Gail Devers is in lane four, lane one is open. And quickly, Florence Griffith Joyner blowing away the field. says the wind was within the legal limits. Ah, cannot be. No one can run that fast. Suddenly her story was as big as Usain Bolt, Eddie the Eagle, or even Carrie Strzok. She was the first American woman to earn four medals in one Olympics. She was on the box of a cereal. A fashion doll was made in her likeness, and she was starring in clothing commercials. Her fashion sense, over-the-top attire, and six-inch fingernails one over middle America. You look gorgeous. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I don't believe you have to look masculine in order to compete in a sport they consider rough. And track and field is a beautiful sport. And I just wanted to bring in my personality and the clothes that I wear off the track onto the track just to be myself. And fashion designing has been my life since I was a young child. Though retired from the track for almost 10 years when she passed, she was still referred to as the fastest woman alive. Even now, 32 years later, she still holds her world record. Records that some say are unbeatable. Though the public doesn't know about the details of her seizure disorder before her death, she suffered at least one seizure in public two years earlier during a plane ride. According to a 1998 LA Times article, her autopsy revealed that Flo Jover suffered from a congenital defect in her brain. On the day of her death, she had fallen asleep face down. During the convulsive seizure, it was actually her bedding that caused her to suffocate. Her husband and coach, Al Joyner, a track star in his own right, 
all the paramedics. By then, there was nothing that could be done. The world had lost a shining star at the prime of our life. It seemed, as the 1990s tapered off, my doctors reminded my family far less often of the dangers of a fatal seizure. That same LA Times referenced Dr. Michael Ressinger, acting director of Stanford Comprehensive Epilepsy Center, as saying that Florence Griffith Joyner's death was, quote, distinctly unusual complication of an epileptic seizure, end quote. But unfortunately for the members of our community, SUDEP still claimed lives. By the middle 2000s, it seemed that we as a community stopped talking about the mortality of epilepsy altogether. Each time I brought up to my new doctors the deadlines that my old doctors had given me, the new doctor would respond with, uh, those doctors back then didn't know what they were talking about. All of a sudden, things changed on July 6, 2019, with the death of another shining star, this time from the entertainment industry. Disney star Cameron Boyce died Saturday. His family says his death was caused by a, quote, ongoing medical condition. Cameron Boyce was only 20 years old when he passed, but he had already been a veteran of both the big and small screens for almost eight years. For four years, he starred as Luke Ross in the Disney show, Jesse. Hello, I'm Luke, and you are... <laughs> Way too old for you. Later, he graduated to star in Disney Descendants made-for-TV movie series as Cruella DeVille's son. All right, guys, we're here on set at the circus right now. I'm gonna show you what it's like to uh, hang out with me for a day. Let's go do this. Suddenly after Cameron Boyce's death, Middle America learned a little known term, SUDEP. Cameron's death pride opened the nation's complacent eyes to the dangers of the mortality of epilepsy. And a whole new generation of kids had their childhood shattered, just like the news of Flojo shattered mine. There are 55,000 epilepsy-related deaths each year in the United States, and in the UK, about 1,000 people die each year. While those statistics include accidents like drowning or status epilepticus and suicide, some articles suggest up to 50% are due to SUDEP. The data is very fluid, as some deaths that should be attributed to SUDEP are actually mislabeled as heart attacks, asphyxiations, or just unknown. Though rare, the dangers of SUDEP are significant. The CDC notes that studies suggest that each year there are about 1.16 cases of SUDEP for every 1,000 people with epilepsy. The CDC is also quick to point out that most, if not all, SUDEP instances are preventable. After all, if one doesn't have a seizure, then the odds that one will die from a seizure are zero. We can reduce our risk of SUDEP by reducing the number of convulsive seizures that we have. So if you don't have one, find a neurologist, take your meds, get your sleep, mind your triggers, and work towards being seizure-free. And if two or more medications don't seem to work, talk to your doctor about looking at alternatives like the ketogenic diet, VNS, or even surgery. The legacies of both Florence Griffith Jr. and Cameron Boyce are etched in stone. Flojo showing the general public that epilepsy can be fatal and Cameron reminding us that it can happen to anyone. And it can happen to anyone. To hammer this point in further, we reached out to BBC reporter Sophie Pierce to learn more about her experience with SUDEP. She generously came on the show to talk about her dear son, Felix, who tragically died due to SUDEP while he was attending university. I wanted to understand more about Felix as a person. 
And I know it's really hard for you to talk about this. So Mm. I'm just going to let you talk. Okay. Well, you know, he was just a lovely, gorgeous person. And I think what was so sad about the way and the time that he died was that he was just sort of starting, his life was starting to go well. So he'd gone to university. In fact, he was doing law, which was turned out to be the wrong course. And he'd got really into to theatre uh, towards the end of school and he changed to, to study film. And he got really involved. You know, he was in productions and theatre productions and he was one in one in the first term, which unfortunately I couldn't get to see because he was at university away from home. But in the second term of his first year, he was in a musical and um, I was uh, going up to see him in the musical and I... I got in touch with him and, and we made an arrangement to meet and he wasn't there when I um, turned up to, to see him. And, well, to cut a long story short, he wasn't there and nobody knew where he was. He hadn't been seen for a couple of days. And um, so I, I got in touch with the university and they went to his room and nobody told me what was going on. And eventually I stopped where we were waiting. We were waiting at the university theatre him I went I went to the, the halls of residence and there was an ambulance outside and I kind of knew I just knew I knew what had happened and um, it was uh, well you know it's just the worst thing that could happen to anybody um, and you know I, I, I don't remember an awful lot about it really because I think I just you know went into shock but you know I'd been talking to him I'd been talking to him a few days earlier we'd had whatsapp messages and i noticed that he hadn't seen the whatsapp messages in in the previous couple of days uh, a couple of days that ran up to meeting him but i didn't really think anything of it because you know you know stu- what students are like and they're busy off doing other things so you know it was, it was the most terrible shock really yeah and you know and it's funny now because he he'll obviously always be alive to me uh, you know, as my son, but at the same time, I feel him like drifting away, which is really hard because he's not been here for three years. And that's really hard. That's really hard to accept, especially when, you know, young people of his generation, I see all the time and they're getting married or they're doing this and that. And of course he's not. I can't imagine what you're going through. I have to admit. I mean, I, I it's, it's easy for me to, look at the science behind SUDEP and look at the statistics behind SUDEP, but to understand what you're going through, it it's uh, so hard for all of us. Mm. I do want to say thank you mm. telling his story because I think, I think as a community, we really, we really need to be talking about this more and yeah. more people from EMTs to doctors to just friends and family need to understand that this is a possibility. Felix's story should remind all of us of the scourge of SUDEP and its effects on so many members of our community. According to one study, mortality in epilepsy is two to three times higher than in the age and sex match general population.
We would love to hear any of your comments or questions regarding this or any of our other episodes. You can reach out to us via email at social at or on Twitter at Brainablaze. I actually have a favor to ask. Head on over to our YouTube channel and subscribe and click the bell icon so you can get all of our videos the moment we upload them. If you like this episode, consider subscribing or even helping us by providing a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your content. The more five-star ratings we have, the wider the audience we can have. And that means that we can share even more epilepsy awareness. One small click really does help. Thank you for listening. See you next time.